You might be listening to this on your drive home for Christmas. You might be listening on a walk on St. Stephen's Day. Or you might be really, really behind and hey, wherever and whenever you are. But today we're talking about Christmas. And the thing about Christmas is that we're painted a certain picture of what it is. Ads are tugging at our heartstrings. Christmas songs are super duper joyful. Christmas movies are all about the true meaning of Christmas and being with family and logs on the fire and gifts on the tree and a time to rejoice in the good that we see, etc. But the reality is everyone's Christmas is at least a little bit worse than what we see on Instagram or what Cliff Richard and the Guinness ad would have you believe. to turn the lights off (laughs) i won't (laughs) in fairness uh it is it is a lovely ad it is it makes you very like patriotic or something yeah um it's a yeah no it's it's a beautiful one um just see i think it's like the electric ireland one or something now at the moment and they clearly made it last year it's like the the whole thing is that like oh santi won't be able to see us so they're putting lights everywhere and i was like geez you weren't in an energy crisis were you Throwing lights on everything. Have you seen that ad? No, I haven't. I'm like, these children are living in cuckoo land. Look at them putting lights everywhere. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk to you guys about today. (laughs) Misleading information (laughs) given on advertisements for Christmas. (laughs) Really and truly, we wanted to talk about um, how tricky certain elements of Christmas can be or or how they can be trickier and actually even speaking of Christmas songs I think that one of the reasons that fairy tale of New York is so beloved is because it paints a picture of a trickier you know not everything is all rosy and perfect and tied up with a perfect you know tinsel bow um in terms of people bickering and that is so true I never copped that about yeah I think like obviously resonates more or people prefer it it's not, like, I, know, oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Yeah, it's like, yes, come back, you maggot. You know, it's like. It's so true. You never notice that they, <laughs> they kind of gripe at each other a bit. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. But I think, no, I think it just how succinctly you put that, that like, maybe that's one of the reasons why we're so attached to it, because it does actually kind of resonate nearly a bit more. Yeah. Because like. Or even an elderly like, man saying, I won't see another one. Yeah, exactly. You know, the reality and the. the hardship I suppose of Christmas sometimes I'm gonna be bawling dancing to that next time it comes on in the pub yeah exactly <laughs> oh goodness that. but um yeah it's like wow I really I really understand what um they're talking about now but um no like I, I think what what we're hoping to achieve here I guess is that like it is that recognition that whether or not Christmas is a part of your life, because obviously not everybody celebrates Christmas, yeah. um, it is a time that like you, you're just kind of more affected by the stuff that's happening around you. And it's a time of year that like it often puts a lot of extra pressure on us in loads and loads of different ways. And like for some people, yeah, there might just be like one or two things, but they have a like pretty great Christmas overall. Like, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs and that. But for a lot of like, I I will have a pretty pleasant Christmas. I think overall, um, there will be elements that will be taxing, of course, as there is at this time of year for everyone. But overall, yeah, it'll be lovely. But um, that's not 
the same for most. And it could be anything from, you know, there's a there's an empty seat at the table, be it because someone has passed away or somebody can't be there or, you know, the kids are with the the other side of the family or, you know, there's a, any multitude of reasons mm. um, on top of like the other pieces around you know, like it's a very, it's a very taxing time, I think, energy wise. Like there's a lot of expectations for like meeting up with people and seeing people and far more drinking and eating than, and like that. What is it about everyone's like, everyone has their like annual like Christmas meetup with certain groups, you know, for the, what is that about that we're like, we have to have a Christmas meetup though? You know, we have to have a Christmas thing. Even groups that don't exchange presents have like this marked thing. And there's so many traditions around Christmas. Yeah. Which I is think, lovely. But. Yeah, that's what that's what I was just going to say. I do think it's it like there is a positive element to it that it almost like forces you to meet up with people. Because, mm. yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of like, I suppose everybody tends to come home, you know, and whatever home is, there's definitely a kind of a a more a bigger likelihood of like a gathering of a community that might be within the same mm. kind of proximity as one another that often, you know? But even like all of the like, the fact that it's like we have a party at Christmas in work. We have a, you know, a party at Christmas in our such and such club and yeah. then all groups and stuff. It's funny, even totally I get your point about the fact that it's, you know, around Christmas is like, will we go for drinks on Christmas Eve or whatever? Um, yeah, but I think I think what you're uh, more more looking at is the fact that we do kind of go into this celebration mode yeah or this expected celebration mode anyway yeah. and from toy show onwards from toy show and beyond indeed yeah. I know people though who had like their Christmas parties on like the 18th of November so yeah <laughs> maybe yeah it could start it starts early for some people yeah we had ours in November as, again yeah did you yeah. um yeah, I'm I'm just back from Vienna, so I'm feeling very, very Christmassy at the moment. I was just at a beautiful winter wedding there and all the Christmas markets and that. But, you know, you know, one thing actually that used to um, annoy, not annoy me, but kind of stress me out a little bit was that, you know, the like feeling Christmassy. People talk about like, oh, I don't really feel very Christmassy this year or it doesn't feel that Christmassy. Do you ever? Yeah. You're do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I used to kind of like feel like I had to do all these things, all these things associated with Christmas, because that's how you like feel Christmassy and feeling Christmassy is like, I guess that's what, you know, I guess that's what all those ads are like trying to, it kind of comes back to that picture that's painted, isn't it? It's like, I should be feeling Christmassy. I should be feeling joyful and thankful yeah. and whatever. I don't know. Can you like make yourself feel Christmassy? Like, I remember there was one year where I think I was like, oh, my God, I haven't listened to one Christmas song. And it was like the 24th or something. Probably one of the COVID Christmases. Probably 2020. Mm. Um, and that's how I would define like, God, I don't feel very Christmassy. As opposed to like right now, do I feel very Christmassy? Yeah, a little bit, but not very much. But you feel really Christmassy now. But that's because you embraced it as opposed to. The, the, the picture we're sometimes painted is that like it's supposed to be like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe this will resonate. I get what you're saying and maybe it wouldn't resonate with you as much. But I'd be interested, actually, if if other people ever like kind of feel this way, that there is this like, I don't know, you're you expect to feel this like extra piece of joyful and thankful and happy or whatever. So there's almost that 
expectation to feel that way. Mm. Maybe it's only certain people who get this, like people pleasers like myself or but th- just thinking about like the, the the expectation of how you should feel. I wonder, do other people get what I mean around that? Like I should be feeling Christmassy and being kind of uneased by the fact that you're not what the Christmas card is telling you to be. Do you know what I mean? Am I making any sense? Yeah, but I would just think of, uh, I don't know if it's the same thing as not feeling Christmassy. I could feel really Christmassy, but be still having a bad Christmas. So I don't think it's the same as what you're talking about. Yeah. I could be like, I, you know, like I feel very Christmassy. I'm loving the Christmas songs, but actually things aren't, it's still not the perfect Christmas. You know what I mean? Maybe that is going back to the pressure you put on yourself that it's down to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, like, for example, I have um, I have a good friend who they really don't enjoy. Like, they enjoy the bits around Christmas, but actual Christmas celebration, the actual nitty gritty of getting in the car, like Christmas Day, like the the being at home with this particular person. They, like, they, they have a, a, a tough emotional load, I would say, when they go home. And, like, I'm sure this is, this is this would ring true for a lot of people like you're kind of forced into sometimes dealing with some dysfunctional relationships like having to go back to the the house you grew up in and maybe you don't get on with everybody mm. and maybe you have a difficult relationship with a parent or a sibling but you're kind of forced to be in that space and like for me and I've gotten a bit better at it now because like I've been like back where I grew up for over two years now but it's almost like you reverse to being a teenager or a child or like it's it's that kind of emotionally taxing yeah yeah or or even um aside from like with, with like relationships with people people are dealing with as you said earlier like an empty seat at the table yeah. maybe they have somebody that's like uh abroad or in prison or uh with 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 mum this christmas in in terms of like um in a family where people are separated or divorced, um, whether that's through bereavement, whether or e- whether it's an empty seat at the table or whether it's, you know, tricky stuff going on at home, you know, yeah. like those tricky relationships you're talking about or um, illness or addiction or money struggles or um anything at all like these are even extreme examples and just because you're like oh well I don't have you know addiction in the home or I don't have whatever doesn't mean that you know there aren't elements that you could be struggling with as well you know I'm kind of talking about ones that you're able to put words and labels around yeah exactly actually uh, sorry to sorry to contribute actually there's um what springs to mind is an article that if anyone's heard of dolly alderton she's or alderton 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 i think i've heard her name pronounced all of those ways so dolly oh i think i'd say aldrin okay well it's not that (laughs) (laughs) you do that i think i call her murphy um go on (laughs) i pronounce it parton but that's just me (laughs) um but yeah oh god no I, um, that's how bad I am with names like in one ear out the other I 
I, I do actually have a, a form of something uh, to do with names. You can ask my my beloved housemate because I, I'll just be like, it's the same energy as the following name. Uh, and I just <laughs> cannot get names. And I'll be like guessing names. Like sometimes she has me guess all the Kardashian names. And like, I'll be like, I know one of them is called like heaven or something. And she'll be like, dream, but okay. <laughs> So I'll have like certain names have certain similar energies. We should <laughs> think of an example of two names of the same energy. Uh, like Vanessa and Deborah have the same energy. That oh, thing. I kind um, of get you. Yeah, that's weird. So anyway, Dolly Alderton wrote an article, um, however it's pronounced. She wrote an article a couple of years ago just about actually specifically families at Christmas. So that's just what kind of sprung to mind um, uh, if anyone wants to go and read it. It's just a small column that she has in the Times. Um, but Doesn't she, talks she ever me, rake a sisters? I have no idea. Okay, never mind. I'll cut that out. <laughs> You'll cut that out, will you? I'll, I'll make a note to cut that out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think, I think one thing that we don't necessarily always uh, recognize in, in or not even recognize, I'd say we do recognize it and that we feel it, but that we acknowledge, that's the word I'm looking for, that like there is so many things that are just so draining on people's energy at this time. Um, it could be like heightened social anxiety, like my God, I know so many people who are like finding it um, more difficult to just be with so many people for so long, just around this time of year it's just very draining on your batteries you know um or even just like the additional like emotional labor that comes with trying to create that perfect Christmas that like you know parents and I know like kind of particularly or more often than than more often will will fall on women to to create this like perfect Christmas Mm. in like the home or at least to be thinking about it. It's not, it's like they that often maybe they have to like project manage Christmas, you know, even if they're asking their partner to help in some way, like there tends to be one person. Yeah. Who's like, yes. Christmas. Yeah. Telling them what to do. Mm. Um, do you follow a, a, on Twitter a man who has it all? Does that sound familiar at all? No. Okay. For, the, for for the most part, when you say, do you follow on Twitter? 90% of the time, it's going to be no. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So Man Who Has It All is a very funny, it's literally at Man Who Has It All, all one word. It's basically a parody account where it says stuff that people say about a woman, but about a man. And it okay. shows the ridiculousness of how people talk about it. So it'd be stuff like, can, you know, um, can Mark have a career and a family? That t- type of stuff, right? <laughs> so this, all, all just while you were talking there, it reminded me of this tweet that I saw a couple of days ago. Claire and John are a couple. They have three kids. John is complaining that he has too much to do in the run-up to Christmas. John only works four days a week and Claire is full-time. What do you think? And it has a list of their jobs. I won't read out all of John's jobs, which are obviously the wife's jobs, but Plan and negotiate who is going where on Christmas Day. Buy and wrap kids' presents. Buy and wrap presents for your family and her family. Buy kids' party clothes. Buy advent calendars. Buy Christmas jumpers. Sort out toys to make space for new toys. Christmas food shopping. Meal planning. Decorate the house. Make kids' nativity costumes. Buy tickets for the kids' shows. Organize a visit to Santa. Buy, write, and send Christmas cards. And that's only about halfway through the list of things that she has to do. Whereas I just cracked up 
because Claire's jobs were, which was obviously the, the man's jobs, get decorations down from loft, put Christmas tree in stand, put batteries in toys on Christmas Day, and finally, four of four, light Christmas pudding on <laughs> four fire. Four of four. <laughs> Um, so all of it is 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 flip turn the tables and stuff but but emotional labor in terms of the planning and the stress but it's also you know yeah thinking of everything which can often fall to the woman of the house as you say yeah i think i think it fall, it definitely falls to someone i think someone mm. ends up being mm-hmm. Chris, christmas project manager um and yeah like the, the the amount of just like a cognitive load that is so like even until you like sit down to write your Christmas list of all the jobs you need to do, because you know, in the run up, it's all swirling around in your head of all the things you need to do. And like, I think, I think a lot of people have this to some degree, mm-hmm. you know, of like figuring out like the different gifts you need to buy, figuring out the different um, outfits you're going to wear or you or the other people around you or whatever. So there's like just this additional cognitive load in in the run up to Christmas because there's kind of all this pressure in it and that is so taxing for people and like it's not something as I said that like we really acknowledge that like there's that and then you know it rolls on to stuff like your moderation goes out the window you're more likely to be eating like really rich foods and drinking loads more than you would be so then you're tired and you feel kind of crappy because you know any bit of healthness looking behavior is out the window um or at least it is for me I'm maybe I'm saying that really general and other people are like mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about Anya I, I maintain my my routine perfectly um I think what we what we need to kind of recognize is that there's this compounding effect of all these little things that go on around Christmas um and none of them feel like necessarily a massive deal for some people and other people will have like much heavier heavier cognitive loads but it's about recognizing how all of these things can kind of build up to be just a lot in the kind of December period um and I think what has what has really helped me I'd say around this time um would be kind of just recognizing a few of the little things that you can do you know, to try and keep you somewhat on the, you know, doing something that's going to be kind of helping and recharging your batteries as well. Because like, I think sometimes we just, we run around and we try and do all of these things and there could be umpteen million other things on top of those regular stressors that we've been talking about. Um, And I also think it's important to acknowledge that even if that's not happening for us, other people are experiencing that level of intensity is nearly how I describe it and it's even that it's like between the combination of all of those different things and the additional pressure that people are under but it is also often Christmas comes after an incredibly busy time in many industries workplaces and things it comes after like a whirlwind time uh depending on where you work um and actually speaking of work um another element is that people have to work throughout Christmas, you yeah. know, and that can be really difficult. I always remember Colleen Rooney talking about how difficult it is that Wayne Rooney has to go and um, rehearse. <laughs> rehearse. 
<laughs> rehearse as a footballer. Rehearse for his role as a footballer. Yes, it's all coming to... out now. It's the deep state. It's all coming uh, out. We're gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to have another disclaimer. It's turning <laughs> that we're talking about football. Um, that uh, yeah, that it's so hard that he, him getting one hundred and fifty grand a week or whatever he was on at the time has to work on Christmas Day for a couple of hours because he has they have the boxing Boxing Day match. But really, there's you know hospitals and nurses and emergency services and even like retail workers getting ready for Christmas sales and things like that that just can't relax or you know are raging because they drew the short straw and they can't go home at all over Christmas because their family is in a different city from them and they have to stay maybe they're abroad and they couldn't get enough time off to go home for a decent amount of time or they couldn't afford the flights home so many different reasons in which or the hotels that open on Christmas day yeah that mean people are rostered on and aren't with maybe they're happy enough not to be with their family actually after this conversation but yeah you know that (laughs) I think yeah it's like there's so many different variables that could be going on that make it not as perfect as we see or hear exactly and it's like with all of the nice bits that we are sold and all of the the good bits that come for some people it is about recognizing that like it's not the same for everybody else but also about acknowledging that if you're finding this time a bit hard for whatever reason like that's fair enough and there's a duality there as well it's not to say that like oh mine is above the line and yours is below the line in terms of goodness of Christmases Mm -hmm. but like you'll fluctuate you'll fluctuate throughout the period of time Um, and I think it's just like for me the moderation thing is like such a big thing for me that like I will literally vegetate with a box quality street and it's so wonderful because I eat all the ones that people don't like. So there's always loads of the sweets that I like around. So I will just curl up on the sofa and eat my sweets. That's and amazing, sweetie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but then I end up feeling like absolute crap because I know for me, like I have to get out of the house. I have to do some level of interacting with other people and also for like actually you know just getting some fresh air in like do you plan any big walks over Christmas or anything like that with people we would as a family go for a walk every day really we have a a dog so we and he has to be walked every day so well actually will we do it like we was a very Christmas thing uh with COVID that we made turkey sandwiches it sounds really joyful guys but uh we made like turkey sandwiches and a pot of tea and would like drive to a spot and have a big walk Uh, but then you'd also have like meetups with different sides of the family and stuff like that that's very good in terms of the the activity level (laughs) oh we would have to get out yeah yeah we wouldn't to, to be honest our house wouldn't do much watching christmas movies all day stuff that other houses do i would do that for a day or two but not even necessarily I do like Fabio's family would do that and I happily partake because they are now my family also um so that that is a she very... married Fabio Fabio's her husband uh it's not an adoption situation <laughs> thank you for clarifying it's like oh I expect everybody to know who I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about don't you know me I, I thought we were just talking to our close friends um but Yeah, so like for me, I have to like arrange ahead of time. Like you're coming up to see me on the 27th. Yay. Yeah. 
But I think it's um, stuff like that. I think it's so important that no matter what your circumstances are around this time of year to try and think about, okay, this is the, the situation I'm faced with. What's a way that I could just like, you know, give myself a little bit of a better chance of it not affecting me too much. You know, if you do have like a tough time wherever you're spending Christmas, can you arrange to meet up with somebody that, you know, you know, puts you in good form and you go for a walk or you like meet for coffee outside of that or like there's lots of different little things that we can do if we take the time to really intentionally think about what what's tough for me at the moment, what what would what would serve me, I suppose. And like, as you said, Ruth, they're like and as we've acknowledged throughout, it's going to go up and down anyway. No one's going to have the absolutely picture perfect, most amazing Christmas. Um, there's always going to be different dynamics going on. Um, or if you do have the most amazing Christmas and the most perfect Christmas, What's that like? <laughs> Share it with the rest of us. Make an ad. No, we have enough. Um, we have enough coverage and content of perfect Christmases. If you have the perfect Christmas, if you're one of those matching pajama families, um, I don't want to hear from you. Hey, I I think that's really cute. I also think it's hilarious how much people take the mick out of it, but it is. I think that's really funny and adorable. Um, but I do also get quite it's a bit ridiculous and I don't think <laughs> no I'm I just saying we don't need more like we need to hear the stories it's so important to give a voice to people <laughs> with the matching we have Christmas Christmas pajamas that's exactly. just not what we're talking about today um there's also like we've talked a bit there's also people who are completely alone at Christmas you know yeah. who aren't it's not just that there's a seat empty at the table it's that they have nobody um or they have no home and you know are spending a Christmas in a hotel or um you know there are obviously actually what springs to mind is do you know Sarah Millican the um British comedian it's okay. It's okay. Don't look panicked. Oh no! Wait. I think I think I do know her. Isn't she quite tall? And then she has like short brown hair and glasses. I would have thought it was blonde hair. Uh, but she be she's she's kind of like has a, a kind of a high soft voice and is like Geordie or somewhere. Like I think I think I know who you're talking. Kind of giggly about. and kind of like Christmas is hard. Oh yeah, now, now literally just as you did that, I'm like, that's exactly who I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Anyway, she has, uh, she always tweets a thing called join in and she has, a, it's hashtag join in. And um, she basically is like, for those of you who are alone at Christmas or, you know, by choice or not by choice, just a reminder that we have this hashtag, just tweet with the hashtag, you know, hashtag join in. And just say something like, anyone want to chat or hello, everyone or whatever. Um, and then she says, if you're on the other side and you're wanting to help out, click on that hashtag and start talking to people there. Um, don't wait for people to talk to you. Jump in. Much love. Like it. That was really good. <laughs> Thank well <you>. done. <laughs> Sorry, I just found one there to quote. <laughs> hello, my lovies. Uh, but it's cute because, uh, you know, you can be part of that as well by replying to people. And you'll see so many different stories of people saying, you know, hashtag hi, everyone, hashtag join in. Hi, everyone. Um, 
you know, decided this Christmas, you know, I can't go home this Christmas because I'm whatever living in America and couldn't get the time off, couldn't afford to fly home or I'm this Christmas by choice. I decided not to go home to a toxic relationship with somebody at home, whatever it is, loads of different reasons. Or, you know, unfortunately, my I'm elderly and my my wife passed last year, whatever it is. But it's really, really sad. But like not only I mean, I Jesus, I maybe give it kind of as a tonic for for anybody because you would read it and go wow people are having really tough Christmases and you'll if you chat to them or you read through it it kind of opens your world a bit um but if you were replying to them then you're helping them but you're maybe also helping yourself because you're you know I know we'll talk about like comparative suffering and stuff and you can always be like yeah well at least you're not such and such and that's not really what I'm saying but it is kind of like a a nice reminder yeah I think I think yeah, I think what you're talking about there is like it's a really practical way to build proper empathy. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between empathy and sympathy, for example, sympathy, you end up holding your judgment about what that person is going through. Like even if you like somebody told you a sad story and you're like, that's not that bad. You know, you might think that in your head like that's that's you putting a judgment on that person's experience. Whereas true empathy is about listening without judgment and just being like, for whatever reason, this person is going through this emotion I'm seeing in front of me. And that's the difference between empathy and sympathy. It's the the presence or absence of judgment. And I think what you're describing there is that like reading through those kind of stories builds an empathy because you like build an understanding cognitively like literally you 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 hear more about what a different kind of experience looks like and that means that you'll naturally start to create um you're, you're more likely to behave empathetically and when you do that you're more likely to be kind and when you pay that kindness forward it's also shown to increase your happiness because you're it's it's literally like a multiplier effect if you're doing something for somebody else in that way then you you're you get it back kind of tenfold um and I think what you've shared there is just like a really really easy way because like you could just be sitting around on the sofa in an absolute coma after eating Mm -hmm. turkey and stuff and until it's come out your ears um and there is a hormone in turkey that actually makes you sleepy fun Christmas fact for everyone um that probably everyone knows but I always break out being like did you know (laughs) um but like you could you could just pop off I'm not even on Twitter but like I think I'm gonna try and do that now I'm gonna try and and do that that day I'll I'll reactivate my Twitter and go on to do that but but it's it's also like not only you know go if you want to go on that and do the hi everyone you know go on and say hi I'd like some company or anyone wanted to have a chat or whatever and it's such a beautiful thing she's done and she's remembering because you can watch like you know your Gavin and Stacey Christmas special and you know everyone getting on so well and you know it's so multi-sided there's so many different elements to it there is like a beautiful time to get together with people for some people some people are alone some people are facing like we've gone through so many different elements that could be affecting how somebody is spending the end of the year be them celebrating Christmas or not but I think what's important for us all to just kind of remember is that like there are all these different things going on for people and I'm sure there's plenty of other things going on for people that we haven't even touched on Mm. um, here but there's such a multitude of things going on and it's important to validate it for yourself and recognize that yeah if it if you are feeling a bit 
like th- things things might be a little bit tough in some way or another. It could be really tough. It could be a little bit tough. Who knows? Everybody's experience is unique and relative to them anyway. So I think it's just about validating that for yourself, maybe thinking of some ways that you can um, try and alleviate some of that. You could like arrange a call with someone. You could get on that, um, the, the Twitter feed. You know, there's a million different things that we can do to attend to our specific set of circumstances. And I think it's about people just taking a little bit of time to reflect on what do I find difficult at this time? What might be a good idea that I could do for it? And just trying to maybe do something that might be helpful (laughs) for yourself. Um, And also just remembering that there's a lot going on for other people as well. And it just, it reiterates the need for absolute kindness as much as we possibly can um, at this and every time of year. But just, you know, be nice to the shop assistant, be nice to people serving you in pubs. Mm -hmm. As a former barmaid, some people are absolutely lovely at Christmas and some people are not. So be nice to the people who are facilitating a lovely time for you um, and everyone around you, you know, just. Amen. And that's the true meaning of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Hey, Ruth, don't forget to turn the lights off. I won't. <laughs>